Hello, Russell here. I'm excited to share for free some of my conversation with Jay and Kestrel Oakwood. They're shamans. They deal in shamanism. They run the Bridget Healing Centre. It's a centre for shamanic studies and spiritual empowerment in Glastonbury's it's Glastonbury's most established healing centre. They're absolutely lovely people. Check them out at bridgethealingcentre.co.uk. Get some healing from them. They're amazing. Uh, you can listen to more episodes of Under the Skin only on Luminary, a subscription podcast network with original shows from your favourite creators by going to luminarypodcast.com you can get an annual plan for as little as $2.99 a month it's got me on there and loads of other content providers a great archive of Under the Skin I reckon if you actually listen to all of it you'd become really well educated I wish I'd been listening while I was doing them I was listening and sometimes when I'm having a conversation now when I'm just in the world I realise I've got this really good frame of references like I can just say all sorts of stuff and it's because of Under the Skin thank you Under the Skin thank you Luminary. I want you just to sign up to my uh, russellbrand.com mailing list. We're doing live events to raise money for a v- variety of wonderful causes. We're done, uh, doing about a Zoom call every couple of weeks. They're about every couple of weeks, are they, Charlie? They're about every couple of weeks. Next one coming up is for, well, we don't know. This might have already happened by the time this podcast is out. Anyway, there'll be another one soon, and they're all raising money for charities like Treasures that help women that have you know, had drug abuse issues and the problems that are associated with that and... Who else did we do one? BAC O'Connor, we've done it for. We'll do, we'll do, we're basically just going through life trying to help people. A bit like a little guy. What do you mean? Why are you shaking your head? You don't even know what I'm going to say. A bit like some. No, you don't even know what I'm going to say, Jen. So I'm shaking it. What do you think I'm going to say? Guy from the old days, very kind, sometimes a little bit controversial. <laughs> he wore a lolly long blanket and he had lolly long hair. Did he wear a blanket? Probably, I don't know. Why what, would what he did? wear a blanket? Freezing, wasn't it, in Palestine? In them <laughs> days? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> bitter in Nazareth. <laughs> All right, anyway, look, and get in touch with social media using, you know, you know how to do that. I can't explain everything to you. Go over to Luminary Podcast and get yourself a seven-day free trial. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told. And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. What about the stuff with animals and sort of totemism? You know, like we've talked a lot about like uh, hares and like, see, you know, what you sort of looking for and reading meaning from sort of, say, trees or plants or animals. How, how, how is that system determined? We've just finished a weekend, actually, on our second year training called Omens. Omens yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, go on. What happens in that? <laughs> Ooh, many things. Well, in that, we, get, we teach people how to connect into messages from nature. And there are whole mm. ways of doing so to do with what, a bird or an animal means which direction it comes from having a certain meaning so it's applying a map where people can understand it but also with animals we work with what are called power animals or spirit animals or animal fetches where literally every person has these animals and they basically on the one hand that you could say they're like guardian spirits in an animal form but on the other hand they are like an essence of the soul in animal form. Like my name, Kestrel, obviously I've got a connection to Kestrels, okay? Kestrel, Fulcotanunculus, a falcon bird you can see hovering, okay? And basically those animals and birds, they are physical things, but they are also, they're spirit forces that are manifesting in that physical form. 
So for me with Kestrel, the Kestrel hovers to see the whole picture. Mm. So when I'm doing one of those high perception readings, I'm seeing the whole picture of that person. And then the Kestrel comes down on that vole or mouse, whatever it catches, okay? That's me, I hone in on certain things. When I'm doing healing, it's where I'm working on the, on the whole the person coming in to get blocks out, etc. In a, in when we're teaching, it's looking at the whole group, and then it's like linking that energy. And so in a way, I'm using that particular energy, and it's no great mystery. It's just what the the bird does in physical reality applied in other realms, because the kestrel hovers to see, and then it hunts. So everybody's power animal or animals represents aspects of them that they may be aware of or maybe yet to be aware of. Sometimes the spirit animals or the animals of power, whatever word one feels comfortable with, can represent your wild side. Yeah. And some people's wild side, and I don't mean wild running around naked, if that's your thing, fair enough. I mean wild as in the inner one, the one who can be in the wilderness, because that's where the wild comes from, or the one that can let go of the ego and transcend it. So the animals of spirit or the power animals can help us to reconnect with our, those parts of ourselves. Mm. Everybody's had synchronicities, signs from nature with animals, whether it be um, they saw a tiger in the zoo and they were little and something really time stood still and they connected to it as it did for me. And then the tiger came home and sat on my bed, not physically, but it was there for three days. And luckily enough, my parents said, yes, it's okay, it won't hurt you. So they humoured me, but it really helped me to know that there was a skill beyond. So everybody has these animals of power that you relate to, whether it's a cat, a dog, but it's usually something very wild, like a raven or a hare or something along those lines that we need to recapture. They're messages from the weird, which is what we all have, the web of weird, that send us signals to say, hang on, Maybe you need to look at this in yourself, or maybe yeah. you need to slow down, or maybe you need to speed up and get on the case and do more. Or it's more. a warning, possibly. Or it's yeah. a warning, yeah. 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 So that's what power animals are in a simplistic way of speaking about them. The idea of the weird is uh, weird, spoke of a why is that the, there's an invisible interconnected web of uh, sort of energy connecting all of us, which sort of has corollaries in. Uh, I don't know, a lot of people think that all matter comes from a kind of unified field and that there is interconnectivity between all things. Um, I'm interested in the way, like, you know, given you said that course was called Omens and stuff, about how you read. Like, say, I figure that if sort of you came downstairs or don't know where your bedroom is, and that's frankly Obviously. your private Obviously. business. <laughs> right, if you came downstairs <laughs> and uh, there was... <laughs> if you came downstairs and there was a crow in your house, I feel like you'd really take that to heart. Or if there was a fox, you'd think, right, there's a fox in the house. Like, well, so what, like, like, and how, well, so say something like that happens, because I've got to tell you, even though, like, look, I like to, because I suppose I, in my head, I'm tr sort of continually prepared for an argument, and it's a good job I am, because I'm always in them. <laughs> but, but, like, uh, like, so if I, like, so for me, I'm like, I, but I am very open to, like, you know, if I see an animal, I respond to it. I think, oh, right, they've, like, I see hair relatively frequently, somewhat because of where I live, but, and, you know, but, birds coming into our house somewhat 
injured and involuntarily because of our cats often you know <laughs> like so but i'm very aware of anything that happens with nature like carl jung says anything that happens in my life that i did not plan for this i uh, see is the language of god and like so i always look out for it but how do you sort of interpret specifically and also how do you stop yourself going superstitious and mad <laughs> okay because yeah, everything's well, the same the, the art is re- yeah. of reading omens yeah. is to know when it is an omen and when it isn't, you know, when it is literally a crow <clears throat> warning you of something that you have to release, or it's just a crow doing its crow thing, whether it's a kestrel that's giving me a message of something that I need to be aware of, or whether it's just a kestrel that's doing its kestrel thing, there is a, there is an art to sort of work with that. Some of the time it's what's going on with, in the person's head at that time. You could be really pondering something, and then you get one of these signs that take place, okay? It could be that a person is very, very stuck on their path mm. and that crow is knocking on that window saying, like, you need to wake up. It's not really going to realize. say you need to wake up, but yeah. you need to read it yeah. Yeah. as it is saying yeah. you need to wake up. So, it, and in a way, that, that it's sort of... The more, I guess, intention you put into it and understanding that web and how it works, the more you can work with it. But, you know, you live in Glastonbury, a great place, but there are some people that literally go around that everything is a sign or an omen. What should I have for tea? Oh, there's a bird. You know, I love that. It's like, what, yeah, what should I have for tea? What should I get from Morrison's today? You know, it's like, but in a way, in a serious way, it's like when it really connects it. In a way, omens and signs are slightly different. Signs happen more frequently. Omens are a bit more... You know, signs you have a personal choice of making. Omens are almost like showing you something that is really yeah. going to happen. And there's a skill, right. and that's what we teach, is a skill of how to look. It takes a long mm. time. And how to differ, how to differentiate between what yeah. is a sign and what is just an everyday occurrence. Yeah. Normally, it slows down. Yeah. The animal may look you in the face a little bit more. Yeah. It might be relevant to exactly what you were thinking before. Yeah. You might have even asked most people these days, say, God, I need a bloody sign. I could do something to show me uh-huh. what to do next or whatever. Mm. And that could be something that leads you into... That's right. And then so then from that, you need to learn the skill in the natural history of yeah. the habits of the different animals. You've got to identify them. You know? Yeah. Because there's lots of things about, but they, a lot of them are to do with um, American animals and so on. But it's more to do with this country, because we, we're in this country, learning what the natural side of that animal does in, in its natural yeah. habitat to then decipher the sign. So it takes a lot of experience, but it's worth it. And you get to commune with nature. It's another way of communing. Yeah, yeah and I suppose it's sort of, encourages a reverence for nature in the acknowledgement of our connection to it and the well we're all god's creatures aren't we everything is god's creature so everything has a message or some description whether it be an ant going by in a certain way or a human that might just look at us a certain way and bring that moment to yeah i feel loved or i feel passion or i feel whatever it is we're all god's creatures as you would say when that uh when you were talking before about like connecting with like your inner wildness it made me feel like that <clears throat> all of us have got cultivated personas that have been drawn out by life experience, by memory, by trauma, by the various paths we've taken and by the, the type of cultural uh, pro- programming that we've received. But beyond that, behind that, there is an awareness, a kind of an innate, untouched character maybe not even character but a kind of an awareness that's still there something that is beyond the construction and i feel that the same way as we're 
you know, like you said earlier, Jay, just driving along in a car, not really aware that you're on Earth in limitless space and that our life is lived to scale. There's the world of the subparticular where all the rules of physics fall apart. There's the vastness of the cosmos. There's the various perspectives available to animals with different sensory experiences to us. And we forget the sort of complexity of reality while living in a sort of a very sort of streamlined narrative that relates more to the ego than any kind of higher self-perception. It seems that it's important to um, develop an, a, 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 a dialogue with nature. I had this swan come to the garden. It was a m bloody great big thing, you know, and I f it felt like such sacredness to have this swan interact with us and stuff. It was really big, but swans are pretty hardcore, aren't they? In the end, it got a bit too close, and I'm afraid I had to get quite martial with it. And then and another occasion before the birth, yeah, luckily, it's when I realised, oh, it's a good job that um, as a higher ape, I can pick up this broom <laughs> and create some distance. Um, my children were with me. Um, <clears throat> also, before my first child was born, like we, I dreamt, I think I told you guys this because around the time we were talking a lot, I, dr I dreamt about a peacock and woke up and there was a pea hen in our garden that ain't like a normal thing to happen like i was like i dreamt about this i dreamt about this i mean i suppose ultra rational folk would go now you must have heard some noise as you were drifting in and out but it's not just such an unusual thing i never seen one before or since it felt like a kind of message and when i and the moment when my um wife told me well, well didn't tell me because we were in the room together when she did a test to, to confirm that her pregnancy i went to meditate and i saw a kingfisher dive and I saw it I'd never seen this before since I saw a kingfisher dive get a fish perch on a branch and then just sort of flew off you know and it really sort of for me mirrored the kind of idea of how particular it is for there to be a pregnancy and stuff, it's the you know? symbolism it's the the connection as you said the simplistic connection to what we have we forget we get it all mental we get all connected to theories and physics which is amazing and mind-blowing but we do need to be more basic, more simple, more wild at heart, more free. That's what people are yearning for. I don't know whether mm. statistics are going to really free people up. I think <laughs> that being in connection with the oneness, in being in connection with what is true and what is really happening, will aid people to be stronger, to be more harmonious, to have a greater sense of community, because that's what people really want. As you said, that's a yearning that they really have inside. Well, if you're enjoying this conversation and you want to hear the rest of it, go to luminarypodcasts.com and sign up for as little as two ninety nine a month for an annual plan. That's not available in all territories, by the way, in terms and conditions to uh, apply. You know what life is, don't you? You're alive. Anyway, I love you. Thanks.